Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Balance Bond podcast, Soul on Fire. You might have noticed that lately I've been getting into Kundalini yoga, which is a type of yoga that's a blend of spiritual and physical practices. It incorporates movement, dynamic breathing, meditation, chanting of mantras, all of these different, really awesome spiritual elements that have really helped make me feel really grounded and connected to my spirituality, which I love because I'm always working on trying to stay calm and zen, especially in the face of chaos and having a lot of stuff going on all the time. This week I've been traveling. I was at the Good Fest over the weekend, which I will probably do a whole podcast episode about to tell you everything. I also am in New York right now and have been leading some yoga workshops at Pure Yoga here in New York. So... I've been out of my routine and I always need something to help me feel nice and grounded and zen present in my body and my life. So kundalini has been something that I was really craving in my life for a while and it was sticking out to me in so many different ways. My best friend Jill wanted to try it, which was crazy because she's really not that spiritual or into that type of stuff. I also was just really yearning to learn more about it. I was buying books on it. I met these two girls, Brittany and Tara, at a happiness retreat that I spoke on in Santa Barbara a couple months ago. And they told me that they live in LA and teach Kundalini. And at that point, it was just obvious to me that I was meant to try Kundalini and have it in my life because these were too many different varying ways of hearing about it, finding out about it, and wanting to learn more. So I did a private with them, was truly blown away with what I learned and what we did, and even just the breathing, the pranayama techniques, which opened my heart space in a whole new way. And I do practice yoga every day. You guys know I teach yoga But something happened inside of me during that kundalini class that was so different from the traditional yoga and vinyasa classes that I'm used to that really connected me to my core. I was having these crazy, creative, stimulated ideas, and I had these visions of the rest of my year playing out in front of my eyes. So with 
teaching and with releasing my yoga ebook and I could literally see visions. Christina, my assistant was a part of them. And I was really just seeing the year play out in front of my eyes while I was deep into these Kundalini Kriyas, which are meditation kind of mantras that you do while, while you're moving and listening to this incredible Kundalini music and basically just listening out to Brittany's voice. She was teaching the class. So I learned so much. After the class, I learned from Brittany and Tara that they, they both have these, I would call it clairvoyant experiences and they're so so connected to their intuition and deeply deeply intuitive in a way that I have seriously never seen especially with young people they're both um you know around my age and very young very social and we talk about this in the interview if it's not obvious yet they are my guests today that's why I'm diving into talking about all this and getting so excited Yeah. And I learned after that first private that I did with them that Tara can see people's spirit guides. And she saw mine sitting behind me. She saw my best friend, Jill's. And I'm so fascinated by people who are so deeply connected to the universe, really just through being connected to themselves. They both wake up every morning at 3.30 to do their Sata practice, I believe it's called. We'll talk about it in this episode. If I said it wrong, sorry to all my Kundalini people out there. I'm still learning and getting super stoked to learn more. But they do this, yeah, this incredible middle of the night awakening hour meditation that connects them so deep to who they are and really just keeps at the forefront of their lives what's important to them, what their priorities are, and I had to have them on, had to have them on the podcast to share everything there is to know about Kundalini. They also do angel card readings. They host new moon circles. They are the spiritual high vibe type of people that I just love to have in my life and can't get enough of. They have a website called High Vibe Living where they host events. They teach privates. I am going to continue my privates with them for as long as they will keep coming to me because I'm pretty addicted. And without getting into too much detail, I had a very, very emotional experience a couple weekends ago. I was, I think with all of the planets being in retrograde and having a lot of other circumstances happening in my life, I had this huge wave of emotion that really took me over. And it was kind of scary because I do feel things very deeply, but It had been a while since I had really been really taken over by my mind and was so sucked into this negative thinking for really like 24 hours, which was horrible. It was very painful and difficult. So the whole time I was thinking if I did more Kundalini and more meditation and really prioritize this in my life, I think I would have more control over what my mind is doing to me right now. And I would be able to let go of these negative thoughts and replace them with not even necessarily positive thoughts, but just more calm and stop harping and obsessing over what was bothering me. So that's my dedication. I'm telling you guys now, you can stay on top of me about it if you want. And I'm happy to stay on top of you. If you're not already in our Soul on Fire podcast tribe on Facebook, 
go ahead and search exactly that. Soul on Fire podcast tribe. Join our group. Uh, we have people from all over the world. We hold each other accountable. We share ourselves. People have been meeting up in different cities doing wellness related things. And it's been really fun. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this episode with Britt and Tara of High Vibe Living. I can't wait for you guys to experience this. And one last thing, we recorded some behind the scenes of this and it's on my YouTube. So if you go to The Balanced Blonde on YouTube, you can see Britt and Tara. You can see a little bit of the angel card reading that we did and a little bit of behind the scenes of this podcast in my latest vlog. So check it out. I hope you enjoy and I'll talk to you guys soonsies. Enjoy the episode. All right, guys. So we are here today with the High Vibe Living Girls. <laughs> I was just telling them, we were just like cracking up about this, that I don't even know how to introduce them exactly because <laughs> what they do, like I just see them as this vibrational beam of light and energy. <laughs> and we just finished this incredible angel card reading and Tara sees spirit guides and Brit gets messages from them. And they just make this incredible team. They've been friends since middle school, which I love because I've been best friends with like all my closest friends since basically kindergarten. So I just, yeah, I just find that really cool. So before I dive into all the fun questions that I have for you guys and basically just everything, would love to have you both introduce yourselves and just say a little something so that people know who you are, what what you do, like, what do you spend your time doing, all that kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm Tara, and Britt and I have known each other, God, forever. So we met in ballet class, and, like, she was funny. She was, like, <laughs> people warned me, like, watch out for Britt. She's crazy. And she rolls in with her head just, like, She's like literally like this little nut and I just kind of fell in love with her and like we were best friends ever since and and so you know we've we've really reconnected more recently and we've been starting to work together quite a bit and we've started High Vibe and really taking it to another level and we've been doing a lot of I mean I personally spend most of my time I'm not you know meditating I'm listening to mantras I'm chanting stuff you know in the house I've got all of these different sort of um, experts going on YouTube like I'm always filling my time with different high vibe spiritual books um, just constantly learning to be honest so I'm also an astrologer and I read angel cards and um, we do a lot of those things at, at the full moon events that we host so there's a lot of that that gets to get you know practiced and put into play in there so that's fun and I'm Britt, and um, I'm a Kundalini yoga instructor and love meditating and doing yoga. And like Tara said, we both, you know, love to read. We literally read and listen to books on tape. And yeah. I love paper books, actually. I still get them delivered from Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> and I have an amazing husband and a beautiful daughter, Everest. She's 11 months. And so we live in El Segundo. And love to travel and teach and love just sharing everything yeah. that we share at High Vibe Living about high vibrational living and different tools and practices to help people live happier and healthier and just learning and practicing them ourselves is 
our favorite thing to do. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, I can tell. I, I think it's easy for anybody to tell how much you love what you do because you'll just come in with the angel cards and do a full-blown <laughs> reading. And like we all just decided to spend our whole day together because this stuff is so fun to learn about. And clearly you're just loving to share it, which is fantastic. I think it says a lot about the work that you're doing to begin with. It's so cool. So I ask everyone on this, on, who comes on the podcast this question, and I think you guys will have inter- more interesting answers than most given your line of work and how in tune you are and all that kind of stuff. So what color do you feel best represents your energy? Hmm. I will say, I, I know what I'm, mine is. Do you know yours? <laughs> Mine changes. <laughs> Mine is lavender. And the reason it's lavender is I used to teach Kundalini yoga to kids at this shelter. It was called Angel Flight when they were like in between foster care. Mm-hmm. And one of the young girls said she saw purple in my aura. And then I received a message um, from my mom about lavender. And lavender comes up a lot with me recently, like with my daughter. And it's just, I paint my nails lavender a lot recently because it's just, is resonating with me recently in a big way. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would probably say deep blue for mine. Um, and I've had a lot of uh, spirit guides and psychics also tell me that, that my aura is very blue. And it's not just a normal blue. It's like a very deep ocean sort of Grecian blue. Um, and I feel like, you know, my whole house is has blue Grecian accents all over. I'm just really drawn to that color. It's very calming for me. And then I feel like there's sometimes there's green in it too. <laughs> yeah. The heart chakra. Oh, I love it. Green. Is that yeah, the color of the heart chakra? Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to talk to you guys all about the chakras. Yeah. Yes. We teach us chakras. a thing or two. <laughs> I just throw the word chakra around. I'm like, oh yeah, chakras. I love those. But I don't know that much about them, which is hilarious because I have spent so much time studying yoga and, and the chakras, but... I need to be taught things in a way where it really sinks in and I can like hold it with me and apply it to my life. And that isn't the way I learned about the chakras. So I just feel like such a noob when it comes to that kind of stuff. So we'll get into all of that. But um, I want to know where did the concept for High Vibe Live-In come from? We were just talking about the fact that this is pretty new for you guys. You, Tara, still have your corporate job, and Britt just left her corporate job to be a mom and have high vibe living and all this kind of stuff. That's kind of a tongue twister. Um, so <laughs> tell us, how did it all come to be? Yeah. Yeah. So I was um, initially teaching a lot of kundalini and yoga and started the blog and had started sharing this stuff in a bigger way, mostly on Instagram. And then Tara and I, you know, and a group of our friends just really live this lifestyle where we use, you know, stress management and mindset training and we use like self-love and care and a lot of the teachings that Yogi Bhajan taught us. And he's the one who brought Kundalini from India to the West. So we kind of have this lifestyle that we live. And so Tara and I kind of came together and that's a whole story about the vision that we received to really start High Vibe Living. But Between us, we were kind of talking about like, hey, this is the life we lead. It's not just meditation. It's not just yoga. It's, you know, this smorgasbord, if you will, (laughs) or like uh, things that we do. And we would love to teach other people like exactly what it is and all the components. And so that's where we came up with 
like the six pillars of high vibe living and where what we teach in our course rise up and what we teach online a lot kind of comprises just the lifestyle that we live through what we've learned and what we practice so (laughs) yeah yeah and I mean the story of us coming together and the vision we actually went to see a healer John of God and in New York. Um, so he's from Brazil and it's like 2000 people that go see him every day in Brazil. And so he came to New York and Britt kept getting these messages. Like we should, you know, she wanted to go, but she didn't want to go by herself. And so she asked me to go. And at this point in time, we had been working a lot closer together and she'd been asking me to do more, some, some more astrology stuff with her. And so I was like, well, if Britt's asking me to go, I probably should go. And so we go to this thing and we have this beautiful experience and it was wonderful. And we, we leave. And after dinner that night, we like, I could see there were, we had an experience. It was like one uh, that we've never had before. It was, it was really incredible and it was life-changing. And there were six angels that were there and they were speaking through me and they were showing Britt and I a vision of of working together and Britt's mom actually came in and gave us messages and so kind of showed us us really elevating people and elevating humans and really that was our mission and that we were to do it together and it made you know everything it was profound to be honest it was crazy and profound because I could see like vor- vortex of energy that I was locked in on I had never seen anything like it kind of scared me Britt was I was like Britt these are the entities the angels are here and she's like well invite them in and stop looking so scared she's like invite them in Tara so had, had that never happened to you before at no, that point never had happened and she was actually skeptical like the night before yeah. I got mad at her because she, she was did. like I don't even know like what we're doing here what this is gonna be and I'm like just be open you know we were guided yeah. here and I was like Brit you need to lower your expectations a little bit and she's like but you need to raise yours and I was like okay okay so yeah that happened and it was um it was profound so so the next day you know it was one of those things that you don't question because it felt so much in my bones and it felt so correct and right that it resonated with my entire body I was we were like vibrating from it we wrote the whole thing down because it was so crazy that we didn't think people would believe us and you know so we have this whole manuscript of it because it was just so crazy you need to turn that into a book that is so fascinating yeah it was really really cool I can hardly even imagine because I was telling you guys this before but I have all these many spiritual experiences that Mm -hmm. people don't really believe me about because I am just, um, you know, on another wavelength than a lot of people that I know. And I've always loved that kind of stuff. I cannot even imagine you, the experiences that you have and like the responses that you must get from some people in your life. This is something we were talking about before we started recording. Like, how do you choose who to share this kind of stuff with Mm -hmm. and who not to? Yeah. Um, I think that's why we love the online world yeah. because we attract all the people who are like needing this and loving this kind of stuff and really open to it. And yeah, I think sometimes you, at, at least for me, I just read people's energy mm-hmm. and I do, you know, choose to keep it to myself a lot of times or open up if I feel like somebody's receptive or if somebody's asking, that's the thing. Like if somebody asks a question or wants to know more or is interested, then 
I'll completely open up, but I think you do have to be careful of your energy and who you share it with because you don't want people to discourage you or bring you down or to bring in feelings of doubt or low vibration emotions when you're, you know, on this path. And well, and if that happens to it doesn't help you and it doesn't help them either because they've now lowered your vibe and and they're, you know, now you're at the same level where if they, they could have been inspired by your higher vibration and kind of met you there, where if you're taking on their lower vibration, now you're down with them and that doesn't help them. You don't jump in to a pool with somebody who's drowning you, pull them out. So like that's, that's where you have to be a little bit careful and sort of inspire people with your, your lifestyle, your light and just be the light and let them come and see what they're interested in and ask questions. And so, yeah, I used to make the, I used to get so excited about everything that was going on that I would just tell all my friends and some of them just didn't understand it. And there was a lot of questioning and skeptical stuff that was going on and, and it would hurt. It would hurt me because, you know, I, what I, they didn't understand and I didn't understand why they didn't understand. So I just kind of stopped talking about it. But like Britt said, I do read energy too. And, and really it is more like just somebody asking me about it than, then I'll really open up. But you know, some of the stuff that happens to me now is really weird. And so (laughs) I'm a normal person, you know, it's like, I might be such a weirdo, but (laughs) I love it. And I don't, I want to be this weirdo and I I'm okay with that. And, you know, I've had these experiences, which makes it me understand it. So if I were me six years ago, I would probably be looking at me like somewhat intrigued, but also like, I have no idea because I've never experienced Yeah. Well, that's, what's so cool about meeting you guys, because you're both so down to earth and so high vibrational (laughs) at the same time, like grounded yet with these really amazing spiritual experiences. And it's been really cool because I can tell that you're kind of like at the beginning of the journey with being like having those type of intuitive, I mean, what would you call them? Visions? Yeah, I think they're visions. Yeah. Yeah, They're they're coming on strong. It's really cool to see that be like so new and see you start to trust yourself and strengthen that trust. And that's Mm -hmm. just something that's so fascinating to me. And we can tell. So for the people listening, I took a private Kundalini class (laughs) with these ladies a couple of weeks ago with my best friend, Jill. And what was so crazy about this is I had been thinking about kundalini it just like popped into my brain i couldn't even tell you from where and i had heard about kundalini and i had read different some kundalini meditations and gabby bernstein's book which people listening they know i loved that book yes we never had it back um and i just started thinking about kundalini basically at the beginning of 2017 and kept thinking and thinking i've got to get into this i've got to learn more about it i don't know why could barely tell you what it is but i need to do it and then, so like, I'll, I'll spare all the details of how it jumped out to me like 10 or 15 times over the course of just like three or four weeks. And then Jillian, who you guys met, my best friend, who's really, she lo- she, she'll go along for the ride with anything, but she's not very spiritual. She does yoga like with me and sometimes up at other times too. She said to me walking on the beach in Santa Barbara, like one random day, what do you know about Kundalini? And I was like, why are you asking about Kundalini? What do you know about Kundalini? And at that point I had already been in contact with you two. Yes. Cause I had met you also in Santa Barbara. You told me that you were Kundalini teachers in LA and, 
at that moment, I told Joe, we have got to book a session with these girls that I just met that we just need to learn what this is all about. And then we had this crazy session with you guys where Tara saw my spirit guides and Jill's spirit guides sitting (laughs) behind us. And that was magical and crazy because I had no idea that you were going to have that kind of experience. I didn't know know that was even possible. And then all of the different, everything that we did during that session opened me up and like freaked me out in a good way, like shook me up kind of like I have a lot of spiritual digging to do is what I left Uh feeling like, which was exciting. Um, So I I felt like we just kind of had to like set the stage to tell people that we had that experience. And then to see that there are people out there who are, you know, young and live in Los Angeles and seeing spirit guides and that kind of stuff was eye opening for me. And I think for a lot of people listening would probably feel that way too. So I'm interested to hear both of you, I guess, what your first experiences with opening up to this type of energy looked like. So Mm. whoever wants to start. Do you want me to go? Okay. So this is the very first thing that happened to me. I mean, it all kind of stemmed from like a breakup. I kind of spiraled out after like a really bad five-year relationship and I was on medication and like crazy medication that like you can't, you have to like wean yourself off because you'll have seizures, like just insane. And it wasn't even helping. So like that kind of stuff, it, it was, I was searching afterwards for deeper healing and all of that. So I was seeing a lot of psychics. And the first thing that happened to me is I saw a psychic who I still talk to here and there. She told me at the very end of my very first reading that there was a, a, it was a warning. It was a warning and it scared the crap out of me. It was a, a man in the neighborhood. I was living in San Francisco at the time was uh, watching me and girls like me. And she felt him potentially stabbing in the back or some knee in the back or something. And I was oh like, my God. that is the scariest thing. I've yeah. Ever yeah. Oh my God. So I know that's kind of scary. And I know that that, but, but what it did for me, what was beautiful. And I don't truthfully think it was about that. I think it was to get me to listen. So um, I started listening to my intuition and to me internally and to my higher self. And I would go, okay, is it safe to go over there? And I would listen. And sometimes I'd feel like, no, it's not. And then sometimes I'd feel like, yes, it is. And I would go and I would be okay. And so that was my, you know, unfortunately it was a little scary. And that's where a lot of people I think can get scared of this kind of stuff. But what it did was there was a huge positive outcome that came from that. And then it was, I I learned the art of listening and I, I started to really listen to myself and, and I wasn't really even into Kundalini at the time I was into astrology and I was making sense of things that way and listening to my inner guide. And then I, I took a Kundalini class a couple of years ago at the ashram and um, the only ashram in San Francisco. Um, it, it's this really cool place on, on Hate Ashbury actually. And it was pretty, it was, it got me high, like really high. Like I felt like I was drunk or something, like I was buzzing from it. So I kind of got hooked on that because I, at the time I'd never experienced anything like it. And I was vibing a little low, probably I got hooked on it and I loved it. And I noticed that I kept going like every Sunday, it was my Sunday routine. I go to hate Ashbury. I'd go to take a class and I go uh, search like all the rock stores and have coffee by myself. And I felt very empowered to do all of these things alone and kind of figure some stuff out. And so it was only three months later that of going every Sunday for three months that 
things that I had been struggling with for years, like the decision to move to LA, I've been struggling with for two years. It all unfolded. It all unfolded and I could hear it very clearly. I was clear. And it took just a few times doing Kundalini that it cleared me out that fast. But, you know, it was also something that I had been listening to myself and developing this over time um, from that one scary experience. But at the same time, it was this beautiful thing. You look back and all the scary things that you go through always have this blessing inside. So that's where, you know, you look at that, not the scary part of things. So, um, but yeah, it, it, I think I kind of got hooked on the, on the buzz that you can get from it. And a lot of beginner Kundalini yogis do. And because it is, it's, you're changing your energy and you're recalibrating and it's, you can get a little hot on it. That's why a lot of the Kundalini yogis just don't stop drinking after a while. Cause you just don't really need it anymore. So, true. It's like, yeah. so, so cool. I, I hope that didn't scare people, but like, <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, everyone has, it was weird. Different, the, a different yeah. story of how they started listening to their intuition and that one makes a ton yeah. of sense. I mean, I think it was, I'd like to think that my guides were like, okay, she's just going to need a kick in the butt right now. So yeah. I'm just going to You needed her. the extra push. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, stop not listening. And San Francisco's like, dangerous. It is I dangerous. Mean, so yeah. they were probably right. Like, not they like you're about to be killed, but no. like just heighten your yeah. awareness a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And it really did work. I mean, it worked. It was in, within couple weeks I was like immediately I was like oh god I gotta check in here and see if I feel yeah. like okay to go or not so my friends all around me were like you're crazy you're fine you're crazy I'm like no I don't feel like I should be going over there so we're not gonna go that's <laughs> weird yeah anyway. that's it's your intuition yeah yeah and uh, I had kind of like two wake-up calls I would say one was also with the breakup which actually a lot of people say that they find kundalini when they're going through a breakup or something (laughs) some kind of struggle not always obviously but I broke up with my boyfriend at the time and moved to West Hollywood on my own I was in Santa Monica before that and I had kind of gone from living with my parents to living with sorority girls in college to living with a roommate to living with my boyfriend. So I had never really been on my own. And um, I was just kind of lost and partying a lot and just confused and wasn't really dealing with, you know, the ups and downs of life very well. And so I went into an Equinox class that I thought was just a normal like yoga class. And at the time, my mindset was very, like, physical. Like, I just wanted to look good. And that's the only reason why I was going to the gym. And I had such a beautiful experience in that class. It was with um, Colin Kim, who was my first kundalini teacher. And I just felt something after that class that I hadn't felt in a while. um, Because I, I was spiritual when I was younger. And so I kind of, like, tapped back into that energy that I had lost through, like, addictions and through my parents' divorce and various things that I went through. Um, And I just felt that sense of peace that I hadn't felt in a while. And so same thing as Tara, like I just almost subconsciously kept going back to his class every week and I started like shazamming the songs that he played. (laughs) Shazam! That's my favorite. Right? I know. I actually just use it the other day. Really? Yeah. Class I class and I have about it all the time. I found this amazing song. I'll, I'll give it to you. It's like so. It's a good Kundalini <laughs> like like fun song. I've been listening to it on repeat. Yeah, we'll have to give the links in the show notes to the playlist yeah. that you guys used in the Kundalini uh, class yes. because I've been listening to it. I developed multiple yoga playlists based off of that playlist. Amazing. Uh, that so was great. Yeah, yeah, that she was did a good so job with that one. Yeah. Oh, good. Love MC Yogi. Yeah, I love MC Yogi. Yeah. 
So yeah, that just kind of like started my Kundalini journey and that's kind of what catapulted me to really dive deep into healing and what got me out of partying and just got me back to finding myself again. And so that's when, you know, everything just started to get better in my life and I was able to heal my relationship and I'm married to my husband now who's the same guy that I broke up with. No way. Yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah. So you worked on yourself. Yeah. To each other. I always say it, it was like the best thing for us because we both had time to kind of like go on our own paths and grow and learn. And then it just so happened that for us, we kind of found each other in a higher space and we're able to form a really beautiful relationship. Oh, for yeah. how long were you apart from each other? Um, it was about a, a little, around a year. Yeah. Eight months to a year. <laughs> I think that's so cool. Yes. I love when people come back to each other or, you know, I love whatever happens when people part from each other and what happens after that. It's always just so interesting to me because yeah. I'm the kind of person who every ex-boyfriend I've ever had is like a part of my life somehow, yeah. um, for better or for worse. And <laughs> now that I'm learning to let go of people in ways, but I don't know. I, I think when you connect with someone on such a deep level for so long, they're kind of meant to be in your life in some way or another. That's just how I feel. That's how I've always felt. Mm-hmm. And I kind of so like true. that. I find it very comforting. Well, they're, your, they're, your, like, they're your guides. They're yeah, your, they are. You're going to call them saints this morning. Your ex-boyfriends are oh, saints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in a way, they are. I thought that was really funny because they're your best teachers. And so holding grudges for people yeah. that hurt you and stuff, it's like, well, but they, they taught you so much and that's what they were there for. So appreciating them and being grateful for them for that reason is a huge release of feeling that like resentment and anger towards people. It's like that they're there to teach you. That's the whole reason for a relationship is yeah. a teaching tool. So exactly. And I want to go back though, because it's so funny because I listened to us and I'm like, but I'm like, we still like to look good. And we still like oh, to yeah. have yeah. well, <laughs> You know, it's like, that's that's the thing. It's like we didn't go like totally crazy and weird. Like we just... You know, we still want to look good. I still want to have like awesome abs and like wear cute clothes from like Zara. Like, I'm not, you know, <laughs> like your granola. Yeah. You know, things out. I know. Well, that's like, what I was going to say. I was kind of trying to find the words to say it before to say, you guys are really normal. And I didn't, I was like trying to find a different word. That's why I said you're down to earth. But <laughs> what I meant was like, you are just like fun normal girls who I could see in like any group of friends really like you're just fun and conversational and like we met on a happiness retreat like you you're just both social and you have probably like a pretty standard social life you're not just like Mm -hmm. in an ashram all day and that's what I think is so cool that you've found this high vibrational life and you're also living the modern day yeah. life in Los Angeles and um not to say that like anyone who is not normal like there's something wrong with them like but you guys are just I don't know it's just this really interesting thing and it was perfect especially for introducing like Jillian to Kundalini because mm-hmm. we could leave and she's like wow like I really connected with them like with and without the Kundalini which is so cool yeah um, and like you know the whole drinking and drugs thing it's like that you know it it's not that we set out to stop. It was more like you just kind of it's don't, just the evolution. It just kind of yeah. like you just kind of go. I don't really want that because it messes with my energy and it, I don't find it fun anymore. Yeah, because I'm finding the release in other ways, and so it's like this evolution of you know I like to have a glass of wine here and there still, but like I don't can't drink a whole bottle because 
then I have to do a lot of meditation to get back to where I was. And then I, intuition's cut off. And so I'm just like, it's not worth it to me. Yeah. And I love the way it tastes. I mean, I even went to wine school, like, you did, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> you know, you so it's that. like, yeah, I love it. And so it's like, you know, but, but we are still so social and yeah. I feel like it hasn't changed Do anything. Um, not very often. Yeah. Uh, anymore. Okay, yeah. But I used to be really, really, really wild. Yeah. Yeah. Very wild. I saw that on your website, like former party girl turned yes. Kundalini teacher. I mean, she was wild at high school. Like I had to bring her down to earth a lot and then she went to college and went crazy. So. I used to um, like run and jump in bushes in college. And yeah, I was just really wild. wild. She was wild. I've always had a lot of energy. So Kundalini really helped me to yeah, like, harness your energy. yeah, just balance it and use it in positive ways. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, this is so cool. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't really drink either for the same yeah. reasons, and I'm not, like, anti-alcohol, and I no, do have a drink every once in a while, but for the most part, for me, it's a whole thing. It's like, well, if I drink, I might be hungover, and if I'm hungover, I'm not going to do all the things I want to do, like, right. potentially meditate, definitely not as good about it as you guys are, but, <laughs> to, like, go to yoga in the morning, yeah. get all the stuff done, I mean, get yeah. connected with my intuition, like... I just want to feel good in my body and alcohol doesn't really make me feel good. So it's kind of a theme on this podcast. Because <laughs> yeah. People who I have on the podcast are all in some way, very high vibe. Like mm-hmm. that's what yes. I want to share with people, yeah. of course. So, and you guys are the high vibe girls, <laughs> but everybody who I've had on the podcast kind of is. And it, we always just have this like miniature conversation about alcohol because I find it so interesting. And mm-hmm. some people can probably handle it better than others. Like people listening who love to drink. That's awesome. I wish I could drink more and like be more of a normal human the next day. But I just can't. Like I <laughs> yeah, yeah. Comes with age too. Your body just can't do it anymore. Yeah. So there's that piece of it too. But I just like, I don't know. I'm like, it'd be, it's nice to at least tell people that we're not I just think I can have so much fun now and I I mean if I have one sip of wine or if I don't it doesn't change my experience I, I still have like as positive yeah. of yeah, the experience if fantastic. not like negative. exactly yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so cool yeah so I, I feel like we should tell people listening mm-hmm. what kundalini is because if they're anything like I was just a couple months ago <laughs> or less then they don't really know they probably know that it's a form of yoga and maybe some know more than others but would love to hear straight from you guys what what is kundalini Yes, so Kundalini is the yoga of awareness, and it really works on your energy. It works with your nervous system, and um, it's very powerful to just increase your energy, balance out your energy, and it really allows you to come from a place of grace through the ups and downs of life. So it just gives you more nerve, more strength. Um, A lot of the kundalini exercises work on the internal organs. So like the liver and the spleen, there's thousands of yoga sets and meditations that can work on specific um, internal organs, specific parts of your brain. Uh, We work with the aura and a lot obviously with energy, but um, it works very fast. It works very powerful. Um, it's meant for like the normal person. Um, that's what Yogi Bhajan like would always say, like this is for the householder. It's, it's intense and it's crazy and it works fast, but it's also for, you know, the normal person to just help them through like this stage of life. Like he always talked about, um, the Aquarian age and how, you know, everything with social media and, 
speeding up of the like noise. humankind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the noise and how our population is growing at, you know, record rates and how like we need this type of tool to really stay like sane and grounded and elevated and um, be able to fulfill our purposes and like live the life that we're supposed to live. So for us, that's what it's done. And it's just a constant practice of working with our energy and elevating us. Yeah. And you know, the thing I love about it the most is that it's specific. So if you want to open your heart or you want to work on your, you want to stimulate your thyroid or you want to balance the hemispheres of your brain, or you want to open your root chakra or you want to work on your blood circulation, prosperity, prosperity, relationship, relationship, anything like there, there's a set for anything. And it's very specific. And so when you're doing it, you're feeling, you you do feel the effects of it. And so some of the moves look kind of weird. I mean, you do look like, a, sometimes we look a little weird when we're doing these things, but they do, there's a specific purpose behind it. And so I love it for that because you, there's something, it's literally, there's a set for anything. So you can go like sit down for 20 minutes and work out an issue with your body or your relationships or balance your mind again like yeah it's really it's powerful. a lot of breath work yeah um and yeah it's just so helpful for so many things I mean it's a lot of angles um mm-hmm. a lot of angles with breath the other thing about kundalini is uh we do things for longer periods of time than normal so for people starting out sometimes it can be a little bit difficult or your mind can wander which is totally normal with any meditation but uh basically it's flight simulation. So we're training our minds to like get through those difficult things with grace on our mat so that we're able to do that in life. So, so sometimes you'll be doing something for like three minutes or 11 minutes or even longer. Like, you know, we do meditations for 32 minutes and 61 minutes in teacher training. You know, we did a lot of hour long meditations, but you know, it's just working through stuff so that you don't have to work through it through your mistakes in your life. Yeah. I love it. See, that's, I love all of that. And it's similar to yoga, like asana practice. Yeah. Because vinyasa, all of it, Mm -hmm. like to work through all that stuff on your mat so that you can take what you've learned with you into the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Helpful definition. So now everyone knows (laughs) what kundalini is. What are some ways that they can start to incorporate kundalini into their lives? Because I had this interesting conversation with a friend of mine who also likes kundalini. I was like, oh, I just tried (laughs) kundalini. And we started talking about it. And they told her about the experience I had with you guys. And afterwards, like the following week, Ashley and I, who you guys know, Ashley, my photographer, yes, yes. we went her. to, um, we went to a place. I won't say the place on here, but I'll tell you after we didn't really like it. And it was like an older crowd, nothing wrong with that. Usually that's the type of like yoga I do too. Um, but it was an older crowd and there wasn't any young, fun energy in there at mm-hmm. all. And it was very quiet and, um, I still liked it because I had just had that experience with you guys. So I could pretty much tap back into that breath and that energy and my mind was running. And I had that, all that creative stimulation that I had during ours. Cause it was like coming off of that session just a few days later, but Ashley had never done Kundalini before. So I, I, afterwards she was like, yeah, it wasn't, I didn't, I was pretty disappointed kind of thing. Um, 
So I was thinking about that and thinking, did we just not like that place or that teacher? Um, it can be very subjective, I'm sure. And then I was talking to my friend and told her about that experience. And she said, yeah, I had the same experience with like the people who are doing Kundalini um, in a very modern kind of way, like be young, just like you guys teaching Kundalini and making it kind of accessible and fun and playing the fun music and sharing on your Instagram stories, all that kind of stuff is really appealing. I think to people our age who are trying Mm -hmm. to get into it because the other thing, it was just like, I just wouldn't go back. Like it wasn't, there was nothing exciting about it. So how would you recommend for people to start incorporating it into their life before, like I'm, I imagine you get to a certain point where you can probably go anywhere and have like yes. a good experience, but we weren't there yet. So yeah, that makes sense. Cause you're still kind of loving that high and that comes from a lot of breath work. And sometimes, you know, teachers that are very traditional or um, kind of teach the, the very traditional way of doing Kundalini aren't going to make you go, like, go super intense with you or, there are some teachers that you, you learn which teachers work for you. So I have one teacher that I love to go to because I know she pushes me and she works. She can work stuff out of me. It's because she's got this, you know, it's very much, we're going to get it done and you're going to keep up and you're going to do it and you're going to do it for 11 minutes. And you're not going to like, we're just not going to even, even try to do it for three. You're just going to do it for 11 and you're going to get it out. And so I've had lots of, you know, vibrating, my whole body's vibrating with, with her experiences that are profound and that change the body, my body chemistry. So yeah, it, it is kind of different teachers are just different and, you know, Britt probably can expand on that too, because yeah, I think it's important to try out different teachers yeah. um, and just see what works well with your energy. But I think like, that's one of the big reasons why we started High Vibe Living is because you know, it's not that um, accessible in some no. areas. Like there's some, ma- mostly major cities, um, you know, are the ones that have Kundalini, but even in, in smaller San Francisco, towns, like there wasn't that many places. Yeah. So um, like we have, you know, a free audio that you can download to just start um, meditating in the morning. Like even just, at, at least for me, um, I think for somebody starting out, it would be best to just do one to three minutes in the morning when you wake up and just a little breath work. Like we have a free audio meditation, but just that starting out with something easy every day and just having that consistency can be a great way to start. And then three minutes only. It's like three minutes of your day. You're yeah. doing breath work. Mm-hmm. That can change the course of your entire thought process and your life very fast and very quickly because it's just you're taking in that life force. You're taking in a ton of air and you're taking in like you're you're taking in the abundance and it's changing your brain. It's changing your energy and it's charging your electric or your electromagnetic field. And you're doing this every day and you're tuning into your higher self. And like the everyday morning ritual that, that Brit and I do that is in our rise up course, it's it's very powerful and people see massive shifts very quickly within like a week. And those yeah. are three minute meditations, or is that so? Our morning yeah. ritual is fifteen minutes. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But even so when I started doing Kundalini every day, I started with three minutes of breath of fire, ego eradicator. Yes, mm-hmm. that just posted that on our Instagram. So if you, yeah, I know. I feel it. like yeah. After I did it with you guys, and I saw it on your Instagram story, I was like, oh, I recognize it, ego <laughs> eradicator. Yeah, yeah. Cool. it's very. It's like pumping your um, 
your solar, solar plexus. plexus. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's it's really helping you um, with your self confidence, and it charges your electromagnetic field, and you're just breathing like a lot, and it's giving you a lot it of energy. It your system. Yeah, wow. yeah. If you do it, like it helps your uh, the circulation of your blood. It can cleanse out your blood if you do it for how many months? Um, 11? Yeah. Yeah. If you do it for 11 minutes a day, it will start cleansing out your blood, like completely full cleanse. Yeah. And you have to work up to that. But yeah. 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 But But we're so happy that you had the experience that you had with us. And I I think the best experience. (laughs) I love it. It was fun. It was so fun. fun. But yeah, I think like we connect with you so much. And so I think it's just sometimes you just connect with different people. Exactly. You know, it makes sense. It's like, a teacher for anything yeah any type of yoga or fitness or whatever if you go to a teacher that you don't really connect with you're not going to have the most high vibrational experience yeah yeah. and I think that that was just what happened with us that day for Um, sure luckily Ashley remains very open (laughs) we're gonna have to do it it. we'll have to do it with her um I've been raving about it so something that I think is so fascinating is I know it has a name you'll have to remind me what it is a middle of night meditation that you guys do 3am sadna yes Tell us about that. And I know you go like all the time and do you do it in your bed every night? Yeah, I do it in my bed and I go, I'm, my new goal is to go once a week now that, um, Everest, my daughter is a little older, I can like pop out and go, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, three, three to 6am, um, different studios have it at different times, but around like 3.45 actually sorry like 4 to 6 a.m. I Um, I get up at 3 to go (laughs) so yeah 3 to 6 a.m. because you're getting up at 3 to go but uh, yeah you can you know it's 3.45 you're you're, um, chanting the Japji and then you go into about 40 to 50 minutes of Kundalini uh, like a full set um, and a full class and then you listen to the Aquarian Sadhana um, uh, mantras for about another 50 minutes and it's at every kundalini yoga studio all over the world they have it for free every day at that time do a lot of people go yeah you know yeah it's getting more packed is like i started going um later last year like because physically going to a brick and mortar place to do it because if you're doing it with other people it feels more powerful so even if you're doing it at home i'll just say imagine that you're doing it with a ton of other people you're tapping into the group consciousness but anyway i've noticed there's there's a good 25% increase of people that are showing up every morning for Sadhana. Like I was there on yeah. Monday and there was about 30 people and more people just kept walking in. I was like, wow, yeah. this is awesome. But it's amazing. So many people are committing in this way. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's called the Ambrosial Hour. And the energy during that time is uh, creation energy. So, you know, your mind is more calm and your subconscious yes. is more relaxed so you're able to really Your like conscious mind is more relaxed you can concentrate and subconscious yeah. yeah they're both relaxed so you're able to like let the ego just kind of like sleep exactly. a bit <laughs> so yeah it's really powerful and it's a great practice um during teacher training you at least have to do six of them to just feel what it feels like um six in person with mm-hmm. other people to feel what it feels like and yeah you just you start to see shifts in energy really quickly when you do it at that time. So. I will say when I go um, consecutive days in a row, my intuition, like I can channel, like I channel things come to me and through me very easily and messages come to me. And 
I, I know it's because I've gone to sadhana and sat in that energy and done the work and let my subconscious be penetrated by all the mantras and the frequency of the sound and really getting me higher. So that I, I know that's what it's from. And because it actually just correlates with the days that I go most. So it's like, it has to be it. And, and it does put me in that beautiful energy of, of being higher and being more open. But yeah, it's great for people to just meditate right when they wake up in the morning, even if it's at six or seven or whenever it is, just so that you're able to be in that calm space and you're able to do the work quicker. Because when you have all the mind chatter and when you're busy throughout the day, it's harder to get to that space. So that's what we recommend. Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. Right when you wake up. Three minutes. Like, that's all it is. I know. That's what I try to be pretty good about, but I still have days, like, where I just reach for my phone because it's right there, and then I get sucked in, and it does change the course of my day, and I can imagine if it changes the course of your day every day. I mean, it's changing the course of your life, so absolutely to incorporate it is... And we we notice when we start to incorporate it more, right? So you're doing it every day. So you're doing three minutes a day and you're really tuning in. You're having grateful thoughts. You're grateful for the life that you have while you're creating the one that you, that you want in the future and all of that kind of work in the morning. You keep doing it. You'll notice when you stop and you, you'll notice the day, how the day goes. You feel it's a lot different. different. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot different. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a powerful practice. It really is. And it's really about shifting your energy to attract it what you want in life because we're really here to do just that we are all of us have the ability to tap into anything that we want we can have anything that we want and there is unlimited resources there is enough for everyone and so it's just about knowing how to to like work with that work energy. with that energy and, and you know choose the thoughts of the higher vibrational thoughts to then attract more of that good stuff to you. So becoming a vibrational match for all the things that you want. So when you learn how to really, or like you, you can guide your point of attraction, you can have anything you want. It's kind of powerful and it's kind of cool really when you really start to learn about it. So it's like, I'm reading this book, the law it's, it's a very popular book, the law of attraction by um, Esther and Jerry Hicks. And if you haven't read it, I would recommend reading that one because it's, it's just the basics of the law of attraction and there are multiple uh, universal laws at play all the time, but that's the one that, that really the foundation, you should have a good understanding of that law before you can really understand the rest. So, yeah. Yeah. It is so powerful. Yeah. It's kind of like what we were just doing with the angel cards. Once you can see everything mapped out in front of you and you can see like, okay, well, I have to connect my intuition. And then my next step is to organize myself and have a little more structure. And the next step is to let go of the conflict or whatever it might be. It's like, it's very powerful to just have a plan of action and know that you can create anything Anything you want. want (laughs) I've always been of that mindset. And that's why I found it really funny when we did our first Kundalini session. And you told me that my spirit guides were, were pretty happy with me because like I was listening to their messages, but they also knew that I didn't know that it was from them. I was just kind of, oh, that was my idea and I'm going to run with it. That's what my thought process has been my whole life, but I've always acted upon my wildest dreams and had basically no fears, no doubts whatsoever until I've become like a full-blown adult. And now I, I do have more fear, more doubt because I've built 
something. And so there's fear because you don't want to lose that and you want to continue to make prosperous decisions. But, um, I mean, yeah, looking back at the course of kind of like my life, it was always those kinds of decisions where I would tell my parents when I was little, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up, but I know I'm going to be very well known for it. And it's going to be really, really, really creative. And the job doesn't really have a name. That's what I would tell them. Oh my gosh. I love that. I mean, (laughs) you were so connected. Yeah. And there was not a name. There's still not necessarily a name for like exactly what I do. I would say like, blogger content creator blah blah <laughs> exactly label free over here label I free. love that I love, <laughs> yeah but that's what I would say when I was little and my parents would be like what do you mean and they'd be like I don't know I don't know if I'm gonna be like an actress or an author because I just know that like I'm gonna walk down the street and some people are gonna recognize me but not in like a crazy famous way it's just like they kind of know like what I'm doing I mean it does happen every day and it's like amazing it's just weird and my parents and I will crap out now (laughs) like what the hell was I talking about but I knew what I was talking about but still yeah and like my spirit guide that we were talking about a little while ago my wand guy (laughs) so tara was able to see what my spirit guide one of them my master guide looks like i think he's your master guide yeah he He has glasses yeah he has like round they're actually kind of in style now like the round glasses that are just wire (laughs) he looks like a hipster he's really short short blonde straight hair and he's wearing like a blue button down and he has like their silver wire glasses so interesting. And he, he reminds me kind of of like a teacher and really like a math teacher or something. Kind of, he's kind of dorky. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I want to connect with him. I want, yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to start incorporating these practices into my life. So interesting. Yeah. So something else I want to talk about while you guys are still here, because a whole other element of this podcast is entrepreneurial people mm-hmm. building their own businesses and really sharing those tips for how they've found success. And you guys have started something that was so like visionary in every <laughs> sense of the word. One day, maybe we'll all get to see the manuscript from kind of how your yeah. business together came to be. But what have you learned so far? I mean, I know that it's still pretty new for you guys, but you're definitely teaching and coaching and you have your programs and stuff. So give us some tips and tricks. Oh God, I feel like we've learned so much, you know. We have. Yeah, I think at the foundation uh, for us, it's all about just where our energy is at and where our, you you know, just coming back to our why. Like we're so passionate and we care so much about helping people be ha- happy and healthy and, you know, giving them the tools that we use that have allowed us to do that. So I think every day we talk and we go over our to-do list, but before our to-do list and what's most important to us is keeping our energy in a good space. Mm-hmm. And we know that when we're doing that, everything else will flow perfectly yeah. and we'll be, you know, put in contact with the right people. Our intentions will be in the right place as far as Um, where our content's coming from and where our messages are coming from. So I think it's just so important to have that foundation and really work with your energy and your purpose and your why at the foundation of everything you're doing. And I think that's where we've started to see like the most growth from where, when we're most connected to that. Yeah. And our, our, you know, our mission is to elevate humans. So it's really for us, like that's where we, where we come from a lot and it's really important to us because it doesn't 
it's not about me and Brit. It's about the larger world. It's about our collective consciousness and it's about raising that. And so it's a bigger mission and everything that we do, it's not us. Like it comes from guidance and we execute it and it's, you know, creative ideas that come through us, but they're, they're a lot of times channeled. And so it's, it's direction that we're taking. And so it's very, we're very connected. Mm -hmm. And what I love about our relationship is that and we've always had this kind of relationship. We hold space for each other. So, you know, if I'm feeling down, Britt will talk me out of it and she'll lift me up. She never jumps in the, in the pool, like I said earlier, and, and she doesn't jump in and drown with me. She pulls me up. And then sometimes I have to pull her up. And so we're able to really hold space. And sometimes she'll go, your energy is really low and bad. Like you need to go do some yoga, take a break. I'll take care of high vibe stuff. Don't worry about it because I can't have your energy here. And like we do that vice versa. It's like, it's nice to have a partner that can just go, it, it helps us move up faster and, and really execute more. And we're so connected right now to the higher energy that we have a lot of energy that we're able to actually execute more than I ever could have imagined. We handle so much when we, when I look at my life, I'm like, I don't know how we're actually doing all these things, but it feels like that energy is kind of coming from somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like just having that support, yeah. like, um, you know, like, you know, it's so important to receive support and mm-hmm. welcome support. And then if you have a partnership to support each other, um, and then, yeah, just to be really like clear and pure with your intentions and mm-hmm. always come from that place, I think is so important. Yeah. It's coming from not a place of, I'm, we're not sitting in the ego We're we're really trying to connect with the purpose of it. And when we do that, everything unfolds. Yes. Like it's a larger kind of mission that we're trying to accomplish and help people with. And we feel really passionate about it. And, you know, Britt definitely feels a lot more about like the health side of things. And I'm very connected to the environmental side of things. Like I feel so much passion for that, for the earth and like all animals and all that. And so Britt, we both feel the same, but I feel so much rooted in there and she feels yeah. so rooted in the health piece of it. So we kind of play off of that with, you know, things that we teach. And so we kind of just make a good team, I think, in that respect. So, so true. Yeah. I cover think, all the bases. <laughs> I think, I mean, I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs that are listening already have their businesses, but yeah. for people who are looking to get into their own business, I think it is important to just like find what you are most passionate about, which is kind of cliche, but yeah. I think like that's what drives us, yeah, you know? It's really not. Cliche. Yeah. That's the first step that I always tell people yeah. too, because as cliche as it might sound, it's the most important piece. You, If you love it, it comes with ease. So it's true. Like, yeah, connecting with your why. And it may not be, it may be a, the why is usually an emotion. And then you can connect it to like an, an outside physical thing that you want to manifest. But usually it's an emotion of, you know, helping or elevate. Like, yeah, you know, it's an emotion that you connect with that really, or something that really fires you up I feel like yeah. that's that's kind of your why and like what, what keeps is. I mean obviously it gets hard sometimes and there's so much going on and entrepreneurship is so amazing but there's so much involved and so I think like yeah every day you know I think of my mom who some people know about like she got diagnosed with cancer you know a couple of weeks after our wedding it was um May 25th, two years ago she passed away so it's coming up but um I just saw her go through being so sick. And, um, I think like, that's what drives me. Like if I could help anybody to be a little more preventative about their health, what they're eating, 
you know, how they're um, treating their minds and their bodies and help somebody not go through that. Like that gives me drive and passion every single day because, you know, it's the hardest thing to watch somebody go through. And so many people are getting diagnosed now with cancer and are going through depression and troubles. And I think, you know, this is what a lot of people need is just inspiration and help with their health and their wellness and their minds. And so I think it just drives us in such a powerful way. We have a lot of like fire and a lot of energy behind it. And like Tara said, like we care so much about it. So it seems to um, just be very natural. Yeah. Yeah, But I couldn't imagine, you know, being an entrepreneur about something that I didn't care about. I don't know how people put it in the time and energy and effort that it requires to build something if they don't love every single aspect of what they're putting out there. I think there's that uncomfortable piece too. It's really uncomfortable because you don't really know what's going to happen. But at the same time, when you're that connected to something that you're that passionate about and that you feel and you really believe in, you just trust that it will work. There's no doubt in my mind what we're doing will be this beautiful thing that we're creating and really will support us on a journey forward because it just will because I trust it that I'm that connected and I, I believe in it so much that it will work because that's where my point of attraction is. Yeah. You know, so it's I get like, that. I yeah. feel it's just like having that trust. The, the trust, trust is hard and trust is a thing that I think a lot of people struggle with and I struggle with it too. I mean, I've had to learn how to trust even my inner guide, my own self and trusting that what I'm hearing that comes through me is accurate. Trust right. is a hard thing. And, a lot of us are taught up to not trust the world. And I think that that's just uh, something that needs to be healed within all of us. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. That's so helpful for people to hear. So as we close out yeah. our conversation, <laughs> we could literally, I, mean, I know I, I could talk like, to you about like three hours. More questions. We're going to book you for your next <laughs> podcast while you're still here, because there's like literally that much more that I want to ask you guys about, but because this is the soul on fire podcast, if you could just give like a small tip of how people listening could set their souls on fire just a little bit more, what would it be? I mean, it's funny to ask you this because everything you've been saying is about that just because of like who you are. But if you just had one tip where people could start. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I, I think the most important thing is to sit down for a few minutes every day three minutes and meditate. Yeah. Just be with yourself. Be with yourself. Like it will change everything. And that is, that is something that like my legal voice in my head goes, don't promise, but like it will, it it does work. Like Yogi Bajan said, um, if you don't go within, you'll go without. And I love that quote. And I think it is just all about like taking time, whatever that means for you. If for some people it's surfing or, you know, walking on the beach or whatever it is, listening to music, meditating. But I think just having that time every day and creating that habit. It's mm-hmm. all about creating that consistent habit every day. Yeah. And movement's really great because you're not, it's very hard for people to sit there and just meditate. Like you need that masculine sort of movement, that force to get you to relax and be able to slip into a meditation. So that's why we love Kundalini too, because you, you have that movement and that breath that really allows you to then 
slip away. And before you know it, like it's eight minutes gone, tw- 20 minutes gone. And you're like, whoa, I'm late for work. Right. <laughs> you know, like, amazing. I think, you know, in terms Dang. of setting your soul on fire, like this will, it really is powerful. So, but there's a lot of people that resist against uh, meditation. So, so it is kind of finding whatever it is that you can, don't bring your phone, like to put it in the other room, play some music and just take that time. Take take a couple minutes. Yeah. Very important. It's very important. (laughs) It's time time to just do this. Really? It's time. We can't be messing around anymore. It's true. It is. It's as simple as that. Taking time for yourself and Knowing when to do that is the other thing. So it's that's really, really like simple. It's not it hard. Yeah, it's much yeah. more simple. Yeah. I think like a lot of people can get in their heads too much, but it's like just sit down, press play on the audio, and so breathe. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. It's like the 15 minute shavasana I had today that I told you guys. Yeah. About. Yes. Thank God for Steve Ross, who teaches here in Los Angeles. Because <laughs> he, he never has a shavasana that's less than like 10 minutes. and it will change your life. Yes. Amazing. And I even thought, I don't have that much time today. I should maybe leave. Like, I didn't think this during, but I did think during the class before the Shavasana, maybe I should leave early because he's so lax about that kind of thing. That's what makes him such an awesome teacher. He makes it mm-hmm. up to you. Yeah. Um, so glad I stayed because it was day maker for sure. Um, so tell everyone where they can find you. <laughs> yeah, so we're at highvibeliving.com and then also on Instagram at highvibeliving and we kind of share everything from from Instagram and from our from our blog and from our website. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well that's easy. <laughs> so fun. Well, you guys will definitely, definitely, everyone listening want to follow these girls. I have learned so much, even just from your Instagram and your Instagram stories. And when we have you back on, we'll talk about sage and smudging yeah. and chakras so and much crystals and, <laughs> and balancing having a baby yes. with having this whole like mind body spirit life so we have yes. so much more to talk about but so thank you guys so much for being here thanks yeah, for having us thank you amazing <laughs>